Today we react to the long gone summer ESPN's 30 for 30 on the 1998 home run race. And what's up everybody? I'm Manny at MannyGo3 on Instagram and Twitter. That's Luis at Hobomojo on Twitter. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment as you watch the show. Anything you want to reflect on, anything we're saying that you don't like that we're saying, hit that comment down there and we'll respond to you. Um, today we're talking about the long gone summer, the 30 for 30 ESPN doc about the 1998 home run chase. And as I was doing some research for this today, Luis, I discovered a theme in my research. So I've decided to call this two truths and a lie. What you may not have known about the 1998 home run chase. Actually, we're not going to play. It's just I'm just going to tell you two truths and a lie. All right. So all right. And, th- and then we could react to it. We could react to it. And, re- you know, as I tell you the truth and as I tell you the lie, um, we can react to it. You know, all that stuff. We just have a discussion here. It's just me and you here. Nobody else is here with us. Actually, there's a whole oh. bunch of viewers right now, hopefully. But uh, thousands. Here we go. Truth number one. Did you know that prior to the 1998 season, people were expecting this record to be broken in 1998? This is something that I really didn't think about until my research today. Is this something that you were aware of at the time, Luis? No, I wasn't aware at the time. I I was not aware, Manny. No, I was okay, not aware. So, so people were essentially expecting this to happen. As a matter of fact, on the screen right now, there's a cover of the 1998 Sports Illustrated that came out in March, right before the season started. Um, and it says, get ready for a slugfest, why Maris's record and a lot of others could fail. People thought that this was going to happen, and this is the reason why. And this, this actually leads me into truth number two right off the bat. Truth number two is that the home run chase was really a three-man chase, not a two-man chase. It wasn't just Sammy and McGuire. Somebody else was involved in this chase. Um, so I'm going to try to connect why people expected it to to fall and what the three home, what the three-man chase was. So... Um, though people did expect this home run chase, like I said, it was a three man race. It was, and the people involved in this race were Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. And let me see if you can guess who, and while you guys are watching write down in the comment section, who you think is the third person who was involved in the home run chase. What do you think CT in all of MLB for 1998, which player do you think was also involved in this home run chase? By the way, he was. He was involved in the chase for four months out of the year. I would say around month five, he dropped out, but technically he didn't really drop out. He was still in the hunt. By month six, he was out of it completely. But who do you think? It's either A-Rod, Jason Giambi, or I don't know, Griffey, or like Giambi. I said Giambi. Uh, Sorry for the ice cream truck in the background. So good, man. It's a great sound. (laughs) I think Carlos Delgado was, was in the mix back then, too. He was a beast. The answer is Ken Griffey Jr. And actually, when the season started, it was McGuire and Griffey that people expected to to really threaten the record. Sammy was was an afterthought at this point, and this is why. So I'm going to give you their home run totals and what, what their pace was for 162 games in 1996 and 1987 leading up to 1998. For Mark McGuire, in 96, he hit 39 home runs over 130 games. That's a pace of 48 home runs over 162 games. Pretty average, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 1997, he had 52 home runs over 130 games. That's a pace of 65 over over 162 games. So around 65. It was like 64.6 something something. So let's call it 65. So in 1997, there was an indication that McGuire could actually threaten this record. That, oh, oh shit, this guy has the power to do it. 
for Ken Griffey Jr. in 96, he hit 49 over 140. That's on that's a pace of 57 over 162. In 97, he hit 56 over 157. That's a pace of about 57 over 162. So again, holy shit, Griffey could have hit 57 this year. Maybe he can threaten the record. Maybe he can hit five, five more next year. Then you have Sammy Sosa, who comes out of the blue. In, in 96, he hits 40 home runs over 124. That's a pace of one of sorry of 52. And in 97, he plays a complete 162 games, and he only hits 36 home runs. Nobody thought Sammy was going to come close to this. So enter the 1998 season. In the first month, both McGuire and Griffey hit 11 home runs. They're tied. Sammy Sosa only hit six. An afterthought. Nobody thought he was going to be a part of the race. In 90, uh, sorry, the next month, we're in May now, Big Mac separates himself. He hits another 16. Griffey hits eight. Their totals jump to 27 and 19 McGuire leads, right? Sammy only has 13. Nowhere to be found. Then what happens in June? Sammy hits 20 home runs in the month of June alone and enters the race. So now Sammy has 33, McGuire has 37, and Griffey also has 33. By the end of July, McGuire was leading with 45, Sosa with 42, and Griffey with 41. They were all on pace to his 62 or more home runs. So July, four months into the season, Griffey is in the hunt. Why don't we talk about Griffey in this race too? Never, never ah, jumped Griffey. into my mind. Even, even that summer, I never thought I, it was always Sammy and McGuire. Yeah, I mean, it was Sammy McGuire, man. Like, they were in all the McDonald's commercials, like Big Mac, Big yeah. Mac. Did somebody say McDonald's? And then you come in and then you see the you see the dark hands. It was Sammy instead of Big Mac. It's no longer the <laughs> white guy. It's, it's Sammy Sosa for all Dominicans, all people of color out there. He's like, no, it's not Big Mac. Damn, but I'm man. eating a Big Mac. Crazy. Who remembers those? Who remembers those commercials? If you remember those commercials, the McDonald's commercials, leave a comment in the descriptions and let's reminisce about the 90s, the greatest decade that humanity has ever lived through. Truth. Truth. You know? So by August, the race is getting out of hand. Both Sammy and Maguire have 55 home runs. Griffey only has 47. He's starting to drop out. He's he's still on pace to hit in the high 50s, though. Who knows what could happen in September? September comes. Maguire hits 70. Sammy 66. Griffey ends with 56 home runs. So that's your second truth. It was a three-man race. And now here comes your lie, CT. There's a misconception, and I really didn't know this until today. I did some a really deep dive here. The home people think that the home run chase saved baseball. False. That is a lie. After the strike short in 1994 season, which canceled the the World Series for the first time in the history of the game, baseball never reached in the 90s the attendance levels that they reached in 1993. So baseball was on pace to just take over the sport, take over America, continue being America's, America's pastime. The strike happens, attendance drops insanely. I'm talking 20% in 1995. It rises only 6% in 97, only 4% in 98. And then what happens in 1999? Attendance drops again. But it, it's not by much. It drops a little bit, like less than a percentage. So it didn't bring more people to the sport as we thought. On the other hand, though, when Sammy and McGuire were on TV, people were watching. ESPN set its attendance record, for, I mean, um, its ratings record for, uh, for, for baseball in that time, and so did, I think, Fox. 
So they were an attraction, but the sport as a whole never still recovered. wasn't never recovered from it. And I think even it, in the two, in the two thousands, it kind of struggled a little bit. It's it's starting to even, it was starting to get a little better now, but I don't know. Even even less because with the whole uh, Mitchell report, I mean that definitely didn't help the sport. Um, that's crazy, you know. I by the way, when you play two truths and a lie, you're supposed to give me the three, and I'm supposed to tell you what the lie was. So. I know, man. I told but you anyways, it's not really game. Sorry, man. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't know that the home run chase didn't save baseball, or at least temporarily made it the number one thing to see on TV. I mean, I know the Cowboys were popular. The Cowboys and the Niners were popular in the 90s, so it was probably wasn't easy to grab views. But, yeah, I didn't know that. Sorry, man. Broke your heart there a little bit. Well, did we ever bounce back to those numbers in 93? I know that the numbers... So I have to do more research. I have to dive into the 2000s. But from a recent piece that I wrote, I know that ESPN's ratings, like Sunday Night Baseball and stuff like that, didn't do so well. And and after they added A-Rod and Jessica Mendoza and Matt Vaskersian, their ratings started to go up a little bit. But it's not nothing drastic. But that's Thanks for the, the A-Rod appreciation. A-Rod, man. Appreciation. A-Rod. We should do an A-Rod episode, just straight A-Rod, straight through. Way ahead talk, of you. Talk about how he uh, ratted out his teammates during Biogenesis. Saved and all baseball. A-Rod saved baseball. <laughs> all right. So that was my two truths and a lie. Um, the one that really stunned me is Griffey, man. I, I know that he was a, a force at the time, but I think heading into 98, people, even though McGuire was on the cover – I would say that given the two seasons he had before '98, that that I would have I would have put my money on Griffey breaking the record and not McGuire. Yeah, especially with McGuire moving from the Cardinals to the A's in '97, because you could you could make an argument that you could make you know McGuire a DH with the Cardinals. He 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 has to play first base, and I think he got hurt in '98 too for a little while. Like he missed some games and stuff too, but he still crushed the record. McGuire. Yeah, man, that's those steroids must have been good, man. That good, you know, good. I got a question, Griffey. Sometime, I mean, if he's in the conversation with all these guys that took roids, what do we think? Like, so he might have he might have been taking something. I don't know. He because... might he might have, but you you see what what the from ninety eight at least. I didn't really dive deep into the other years so much. I only looked at the totals. For ninety eight at least, he started off at a really hot pace, and then he slowed down a lot toward the yeah, end. Yeah, but. So, yeah, but the argument that I always see for steroid users is that you see this jump in numbers out of nowhere. And Griffey never hit 30 home runs until he hit 45, 40. Missed time hit 17. 49, 56, 56, 48, 40. Never hit 40 again. I mean, he did have a 35 season and a 30 season, but Griffey fits the description of a steroid user. Not saying he is a steroid user, but he fits the description. I'm talking about like, wild power numbers out of nowhere plus he's missed a lot of time in his career due to injury typical he, he steroid a lot. profile he's still, his six, he's still his 630 630 home runs yeah that's what i'm saying i mean i don't I, i'm not i'm not accusing him of anything but so the I'm only leaning the, towards like yeah uh, maybe maybe he, he was kinda, on something you, you know who he reminds me of when i'm looking at this now uh his first four seasons he never hit more than 27 home runs 16, 22, 22, then 27, then he jumps to 45. He reminds me of Christian Yelich a little bit. When yeah. Just looking at it, because he well, went from he went from hitting like 15, 16, maybe 20 to he, you know, he was on pace to his 61 this year at at a point. Um, 
But we do know, we do know now that there's the thought or the rumor about the balls being juice, which started like in 2016, 2015. Actually, we think it's 2014, but officially juiced like 2016 ish. Yeah. And the other thing about Griffey and his defense, although I, I've said this to a lot of people, Yankee fans hate me because of this. I don't think anybody is is free from suspicion. I wouldn't be shocked if Derek Jeter took steroids. I think that it wasn't tested, so you can easily assume that anybody everybody was taking it you know in a way you'd have to be dumb to not take it if if your competitors well, are yeah you're trying but, to stay on the field right to, to keep it competitive but for griffey the argument i'm going to make for griffey is that he hit those those insane numbers of home runs the 49 56 56 48 um in the that's usually team. when yeah that's usually when a player does play at the at the highest level of his career and then there's a drop off what killed what killed Griffey was that he was hurt so much while he was in Cincinnati. Otherwise, he could have hit 800 home runs, I think, easily. Yeah. I mean, he he hit 30 or more home runs twice while in Cincinnati. All the other seasons, it was like 12, 13. Like, that wasn't Griffey. Yeah. No, you make a good point. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying, you know, home run, steroid era, best player to come out of the steroid era. You know, was Griffey head and heels above every other player that was taking steroids? That seems like a stretch. Yeah. You know who you know? fits the real description of a steroid user? Sammy Sosa? Good old Sammy Sosa. The Pink Panther, as I call him nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be hard watching Sammy Sosa uh, in that documentary looking pink because when I was growing up, that feel like he was the reason why him, Pedro, were the reason why, like, as a Dominican kid growing up, like, you, you like, idolized these guys and you automatically fell in love with, like, their their yep. game because, like, they you feel like they represented us. But that's a mistake, man. As a kid, you just – you gravitate towards things like that. But as an adult, I don't give any Dominican players a pass anymore. I don't give any player a pass. Just yeah, put, put, a, put a career together. And then and just Sam, Sammy was one of those players that you could root for because he he would run it out every single time. He ran out to right field to start the games to pump out the to pump up the fans. He did that waving the American flag. I think it was after 9/11 running yeah. around the stadium with the American flag. Old glory. But if you if any player gets three strikes and and Alex Rodriguez gets gets killed a lot for testing positive for ster- not testing positive for two PED um cases, yep. cases plus you know, kissing himself in the mirror, the centaur, all that bullshit that he did throughout his career. But Sammy Sosa, you got the cork bat. You got um, his numbers were like Barry Bonds. I mean, he went from 36, 40, 36 homers to 60. He's the only player in baseball history to hit 60 or more home runs three times. And mm-hmm. fun fact, never in each and every one of those seasons, he never led the league in home runs, which is kind of fucking crazy. Um but he has three strikes too, man. Steroids, the cork bat, and now well, he the never Panther. tested positive though. He did it, man. All of a sudden and in Congress, the, he forgot the, to speak English, man. Come on. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, like he never tested positive. And honestly, as a stubborn guy myself, I don't think I'm giving in to MLB because MLB botched the whole steroid thing in the first place. Like they they didn't they didn't uh, they weren't saying shit when I was making the money. So why do I have to? tarnish my image more by admitting to something that I never tested positive for. Show me neither, the proof. Yeah, neither did Bonds. Neither A-Rod. did 
A-Rod, well, A-Rod did. This, did he? No, 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 no. He, wait, he tested positive in the same one that Ortiz tested positive in, but that was supposed to be kept under wraps, and it was leaked. What I'm saying is <laughs> is that I, I wish Sosa would come, come forward and admit to him taking PEDs, but I understand why he hasn't yet. You know, mm-hmm. like, I want MLB to say thank you guys for taking steroids and us Thank you for generating revenue for us at a time when the sport needed it. Um, not what they ended up doing, which was completely making these players out to be criminals. I mean, no, they, what baseball does in the, in in controversies is that it it shoots itself in the foot. Like, yeah, players test positive in the NFL all the time, and it's not a big deal. It's like okay, test a positive suspension. In baseball, it's like. Leaks over here, leaks over there, controversy. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? Make this rule. That record is tarnished. This right, like who gives a fuck, man? The game was entertaining. And you know what it, it is? Baseball's a hundred years old, or like a hundred and fifty years old, or whatever the hell it is. I think like MLB that we see today, NLAL, is like a hundred and something years old. But the entire sport of baseball as like a professional thing is like a hundred and fifty years old. And I think that because it's so old. We like live by those records, like what yeah, but, made but, people. But, but there's idols. hypocrisy involved in that too, because you know we did an episode on why Babe Ruth actually hit 715 home runs. Like a home run, the way we see it today wasn't the same that they saw it, you know, back in the 1800s or in the early 1900s. Like a ground rule double was a home run back in the day, you know. Um, the rules, the they didn't start counting RBI and still until 1920 like I, you know you have the dead ball era you have the live ball era you have you know during the 60s and the 50s they allowed them to take greenies before games and shit like that it's just like there's just hypocrisy i think there's just there's there's like a hunger for controversy and because baseball's so old and because baseball was the most popular sport in america for so long it's like prime for controversy. Whereas in the NFL, you're watching two gladiators fight. You know what I mean? You're watching the, yeah. you know, probably the most violent action on the field. So people are expecting, of course, they're going to take steroids. But they don't in baseball. But it's like, you know. One it, thing about Babe Ruth that I always want to point out that people always try to not not take away from what he did, but like he was the first true home run guy. Like nobody was hitting home i don't think anybody hit more than 20 home runs in a season before babe ruth did and he ended up hitting 60 like yeah or 50 or 40 whatever it ended up being so those that's the argument that i always want to tell people like ah babe ruth couldn't get it done today who knows under the right training that guy might have been like mike trout like he there was something special about babe ruth at the time i think we got to appreciate that uh same goes for any other era you know any players that stood out in their respective eras i think they they would compete in today's yeah, and that, game. And that's like not that's like not acknowledging, you know, Bill Russell as a, as an all time great in the in the NBA or, or Wilt Chamberlain. Those guys didn't have a three point line back in the day. The game was completely different. They were like, you know, they were probably the tallest guys on the court. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But the, you acknowledge those guys because yeah, maybe in today's game they, they might not have competed as much or as well as they did back then. But you know what? They they're not playing in today's game. They played at a time where they stood out. The same yep. thing could be said for a guy like LeBron James. Who's who's as athletic or as fit as LeBron James is in the NBA? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 10 years from now, I bet every single player is going to look like LeBron James. And, and uh, you know, 15, 20 years, 30 years? 
40 years? When nah, this planet think, when this when I, this planet I, officially I think, melts. I think LeBron James is 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 the is the peak. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, in terms of physical and and skill, yeah, like he there's guys in the NBA today that are as freakishly built like LeBron, like Zion, Giannis, uh Giannis is a good example. I would throw I would throw Dwight Howard in that, like prime Dwight Howard in that in that uh mix of like skillful athletic monsters, but like LeBron has handles, he could pass, he could shoot, like I don't know. I think LeBron's it, man. I think that's as good as we're gonna get. So, the home run chase, man. Yes. That summer was just so incredible, man. I I, I envy I don't envy, I feel bad for kids that grow up today and didn't get to experience something like that. Cause that was just, I used to collect the newspapers. I think I still have the newspapers. Yeah. I remember that. I remember collect. Ugh, so weird. Right. Having like, having like a faded newspaper of Sammy Sosa was like, just so. And it was so, spe- the numbers, it's so special, you know, and then seeing them compare to Mantle and Maris, you yeah. know, like seeing their seeing. I remember the, the newspapers showing like Sosa McGuire and then Maris and Mantle and just seeing like the the TV, it's almost weird. Like I remembered, I also remember like the All Star Game. Ninety nine, I think it was, and it was like cartoon characters. They had like, yeah. it, it was it was just, it's a good time. And it was it was a different it was a different time too. Like ESPN didn't have all these shows on, so they literally repeated Sports Center all morning. So if you were a yeah. kid during the summers, I used to watch Sports Center like four or five times just. Just to catch that same highlight, like that same bomb that McGuire hit or that Sosa hit or holy shit, Griffey, look at this, like that swing, imitating that swing. And remembering Sosa, yeah, Sosa swing and his little like hop that he did. Yeah. Right after hitting the ball. It's like, man, things Good we take times. for granted when the, when, the, when the game was simple. Simpler times, yeah, for sure. Home runs equal success. Yeah, man. But But let's... We have to acknowledge one thing. The game, in my opinion, I think we're in the golden era of Major League Baseball. It's just unfortunate that baseball is just not as popular as the other sports. I mean, I can't think of another era in the game where you can name 20, 25 stars, and they're all fucking beasts. I mean, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger. I know you're going to hate this one, but Aaron Judge. Um, you can just keep naming guys, the pitchers, the Shane Bieber's, the Walker Bueller's, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scher. I, I mean, think, I don't so know, man. many players, man. I remember, I know, sorry man. to interrupt you, but I remember in the 90s, I used to imitate Jay Buhner. Jay Buhner, right? You look at Jay Buhner's stats, the guy was not elite. He was decent, but he wasn't elite. But these are the kinds of guys that we looked up to. Paul O'Neill was my favorite player. Not an elite right fielder, but... He was just like a scrappy player. Today you have superstars, like guys that are that are above listen, and beyond, in my opinion. I think that I think that that has always existed in the sport. It's just that the era that we're living in, we're more observant today of what we're looking at. And we love to idolize these guys like Juan Soto. And I think Juan Soto is going to be a great baseball player, but he's only been in the league for like two seasons. You know, Ronald yeah, Acuna. That's, Ron, that's true, I, but, but, but Juan Soto in his two seasons has done things that – you know, we haven't yeah. seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah, but take a guy like Prince Fielder, for example. I thought Prince Fielder was a was a great superstar. He was to me a superstar in the yeah. game itself. Maybe not nationally, but in the game itself. But we're not gonna look back and put Prince Fielder in the same category as like other superstars. Today if Prince Fielder was putting up 
if Prince Fielder was still playing today, we would look back and be like, remember Prince Fielder? Remember Ryan Howard? Remember, uh, there's a, I, I just think that it's the same mistake that we make all the time. Like we look at, we open up ESPN.com and say, and or Bleacher Report and it says the new breed of athlete. Look at Aaron Judge. Well, what about Frank Thomas? What about, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There, in, in that era, you had Frank Thomas, Mo Vaughn, uh, not Mo Vaughn, Albert Bell, Ken Griffey Jr., Maguire. Sosa didn't really burst into the scene. Like, he was a beast, but he really didn't make a name for himself until that 98 season. Yeah, um, but there were, but there was a bunch of other players. Like, yeah, no, there was. And, there like, was. Like, but what I'm saying like, now is that you can name, you can easily name 25 stars. And this is hard for me to do now. Like, at the time, I don't know if you could name 25 stars. You could name 25 players that you admire, but not 25 I, players that are I like think, threatening to I be think, Hall of Famers. I think that if we take any era, yeah, but that see that's 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 the thing. Ready to be Hall of Famers today, those 25 players that we think are on pace to go to the Hall of Fame, Christian Yelich is on that list, but if Christian Yelich turns out to be have a similar career like Nomar Garcia Para, and I'm not saying they hit like their similar career by numbers, but like the 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 height of Nomar's career ended in Boston. Like, yeah, that can be Christian Yelich. We're looking Nomar. Nomar belongs in that category. If we're talking about like that decade, mm -hmm. the '90s, Nomar belongs in that conversation. Absolutely, he, it was he never, it was A Rod and it was A Rod and Nomar. Nomar a Rod, Nomar, Jeter, uh, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez, Eric Gagne. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. There's I'm telling you, I, I really think that we just forget no, what no, it no. was like. And on top of that, I gotta throw yeah. this in there. The sport could be as popular as it can be today. What made it really popular was that we had a dynasty in the Yankees. And every mm -hmm. sport that has a dynasty excels. Oh, wait, like, you're you're cutting out. Can you can you uh just repeat that last well, look at what look at the NBA. Look at the numbers that the NBA does with the Warriors on when they were when they were the Warriors, and look how quickly we wrote them off. I mean, they could still be the Warriors. They can still be that dynasty. But like adding Kevin Durant, the Patriots, and then the NFL, uh, Yankees in the '90s, the closest thing we would have gotten, which you would have had a good point, was the Astros. But it turns out the Astros are full of shit. So it's like Word. baseball what might I never get there, but we need, unfortunately, we do need a, some sort of dynasty type of team that's going to go on a run for like five seasons. I think like I think what baseball, baseball needs. Need what baseball needs is a little more of the NBA flavor. Like, make it more about the players. It, baseball will always be a regional a regional sport, naturally, because there's so many games. You're not going to have some guy in Colorado watching 162 Yankee games, so you're going to have somebody in, in New York do it. The ratings wouldn't work out. Anyway, but if you make it a superstar-based game, A-Rod had a great idea in his podcast. There's your other A-Rod mention. Congratulations. Thank you. Show them, show them, show your favorite player taking BP. You know, make it a, a star-based game. The the sport would be so much more popular. Um, but I think the problem is that is that it's it's regional, and you have fans in Miami checking out because their teams don't get you know aren't competitive. The focus is more on the team as opposed to the player. Well, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the cause and effect. It's not it's never gonna be about the player because you don't have to impact the game. It's, it's impossible for you to impact the game. Like no baseball player besides a pitcher has the ability to impact the game at any given moment. In basketball, no, no, no. No, you get but, the ball. But, 
but you as a Red Sox fan, tell me you weren't watching every single time Alex Rodriguez came to to bat. Yeah. That that's the point that I'm trying to make. Make it more star based. Make the yeah, star but, the show. But what I'm saying is that that can only go so far. I mean, in the NBA or the NFL, your star player shines regardless. In the in MLB, that's not always the case. Over the course of a season, it might be. But in every game to game, I think it works in the NBA because the NBA, like LeBron's gonna pick, drive, you know, bring the ball up no matter what. So it's like it's, yeah. it's different or, to me. I don't know. It's just I I would do like the NFL has the Red Zone channel. They should make MLB Network or somebody should make a MLB should make a network somewhere. I don't know what you would call it, but just have a rolling, you know, have somebody announcing or whatever, and just show elite elite hitters as they come up to bat. Like, oh, we're gonna turn to St. Uh, Los Angeles to check out Mike Trout. Now we're gonna tune to. All right, there's Mike Trout's at bat. All right, let's go to New York. Let's go check out Glaber Torres. All right, there you go. But you you would have so much content. Yeah, and I think that would be would a watch. good idea. That would be a good idea, man. I can't dispute that. Manfred, I'm available, man. So I got you. And I'll be cheap because, you know, just trying to get started out, started out here. Uh, <laughs> I hate you, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. So long gone summer this Sunday at nine o'clock, I think it is. Uh, I'll definitely be watching. You guys should check it out, too. That's all we got for today, guys. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button, as people say. Uh, beat the shit out of that subscribe button. Kick it. That like, you want to. that like button. Hit that like button instead. That thumbs up. Yup. And if you hit that thumbs up, tell us why in the comment section. If you hit the thumbs thumbs down, which it happens, tell us why. Leave us a comment. We like to improve. We like feedback. Um, and also check out the podcast. It's available wherever podcasts are available. You just search Welcome to the Show. We should be the first one that pops up on most platforms. I know it does on, on uh, Apple Podcasts. So go on there, leave us a review, and rate that show as well. And like I always say, I'm Manny at MannyGo3 on Instagram and Twitter. That's Luis at Mojo on Twitter. This is the Welcome to the Show podcast at WT the Show on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for watching. Peace out, everybody. Peace.